Hey, really, welcome back to another episode of Quick Tips on the Health Tech Podcast. Back with me today, I have Sam Tukra, and he's the founder and CEO of Third Eye Intelligence. They are building AI for intensive care units to help predict organ failure and do all sorts of exciting stuff. So Sam, welcome back to the Health Tech Podcast. How are you doing? Great. Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome, sir. Um, so, quick tips health tech entrepreneurs you're obviously relatively early in the entrepreneur well, i say relatively early in the entrepreneurial journey i mean you're you're raising millions of grant money and and equity finance and you've obviously built a tech solution for intensive care units that predict stuff i mean you're obviously pretty far in despite what you might think in terms of how early you are in terms of turning an idea into reality i mean that's probably the bit that you've done at this point right you've yeah. understood the problem you've talked to customers you've iterated stuff based on feedback. I mean, you've done loads of, of the, the early stuff extremely well and you've gone very quickly. I mean, what would you say of the of the bit that you've done so far in entrepreneurship and even going from academia to entrepreneurship, um, what would be your tips for people? I think once you have an idea, take the time to explore it, really understand it. Don't rush into saying, I'm going to get this, 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 and that, 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 and get started. Because I think when you when you haven't explored it and you don't fully understand it, you will end up not really utilizing those things that you've got to their full extent. And that will actually hamper your progression as well. So I think once you've had an idea, really think about what problem it is you're going after or what, what value that solution will bring and how you're going to materialize it. Once you've had the first couple of thoughts and you've let that marinate, then figure out what kind of resources you need to turn that into a first version of working system uh, outside of the actual clinical environment. Always think about how I can get the first version working outside of the clinical environment, because in the clinical environment, you're going to raise investment, period, right? But you still need something tangible to go to an investor. So you're not wasting their time and your own that you have something valid and this will go forward. Um, so the second step would be to understand the resources you need to build it. And this includes the people you'll need. And once you have that requirement, then you'll be very solid in terms of deciding how to utilize those people and those resources to get to that next level. And I, 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 that being said, I did not, I think I, I did not do this the exact way in my first few uh, months of when I started, I learned it the hard way, but this is what I would resolve uh, <laughs> of, of that journey is uh, the one thing I did do was really understand the problem, but then I got excited as well. And I was right. like, get my friends on board. I got this. We can code this away. No problem. But then we realized there's a lot more to making this a reality <laughs> than just getting a bunch of friends and, uh, you know, drinking a lot of monster drink to stay up uh, and, and, and getting this uh, done. Um, so I think really taking the time to understand the problem is, is, is vital because it will really help you understand what resources you need and how to utilize them. And this is exceptionally important because initially people are not going to be asked, you're not going to be able to pay them to join you. Their time is what is of value and you don't want to waste their time, right? You want to give them or delegate tasks that you know that can be done and that is in the remit of their skills. Otherwise, or that you know that they can learn those skills and they're interested in doing so. Um, so it's really respecting the time aspect because as a founder in the initial stages, you're time rich, but money poor. Right. You really have to value how you're going to use that time. Uh, and then later, when you become money rich, you're time poor. So there's a balance there as well. So it's all it's all learning, isn't it, mate? And I think 
the 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 journey continues and like you say it's interesting isn't it going from time time rich money poor to time poor money rich i don't know if i've said that correctly but anyway <laughs> changing that changing your relationship with time and money that that's just one of the things that changes right um even on the journey so far for you there's probably an element of i suppose constant learning constantly knowing that or constantly increasing your knowledge yet at the same time realizing there's loads that you still don't know i mean yeah talk to me about that yeah i mean truth is like we are definitely in our learning journey we have not reached the end and there's a lot to change and you know it's it's kind of like you're (laughs) you're trying to stir the ship, but you're also swimming to make it move forward. <laughs> you're doing a, you, you, you're learning and you're, you're also acting on it. And the reality is you will make mistakes, right? Um, one thing I realized is since I haven't been working in a team where I lead during my academic years, um, you know, it's easier to work as a single person and getting something done versus having the trust to delegate and then seeing how the work is going forward and dealing with the team members accordingly as well. And I think that that management kind of thinking, it didn't, it it, it wasn't something that I learned with it. It wasn't innate. It wasn't something inherited. It was something earned. And I still haven't earned it to the full capacity. I, I still make mistakes. But I remember in the first first few months when I was with my friends, you know, there were, but there were times we got angry at each other because we weren't happy with the work they did. I wasn't happy with the work someone else did because when we merged codes, it didn't work. And it's <laughs> like, <laughs> the truth is, I think, so, you know, when they say like, I, I personally feel like when it comes to the tech development or the code or anything that you're just developing, the technology part is actually the easy part. It's actually handling and getting the right people and being in the driver's seat so that you're driving them in the right direction and empowering them and motivating. I think that is the hardest part. Yeah. How do you work with people whilst you're learning how to work with people? (laughs) And and interestingly, so yeah, there's learning by doing absolutely. There's making those mistakes. I mean, is there anything else that you do to actually learn that? And I suppose the reason, the reason I ask is that I'm sort of, on the, well, I say sort of, I'm very much on this journey myself, you know, in a growing team with more and more people and more and more, I suppose, of my job becomes management of other humans. And like you said, there's a short-termism versus long-termism of shall I just do it myself versus I need to actually carve the time to brief this out early so that I can afford to factor in the fact I'm going to need to change it and give them feedback. And then, do, right. you know, it, it's like... It's going to be more work in the short term, definitely, to make sure that I can delegate this later to mean that I do. have. So there's all of that. I mean, how do you go about learning this stuff? Have you read anything? Do you watch anything? Do you listen to certain people on this stuff? I mean, how, how do you learn that side of being a CEO? So, I mean, uh, I still I, I think I'm still in the transition period to becoming the CEO this company deserves. Sure. Um, but That's a lovely uh, phrase, mate. That's wonderful. <laughs> so nice. Yeah. uh, I mean, that's the thing, right? Um, I think there's a big difference between being an entrepreneur and working on a cool idea versus being a CEO, which is, which is a totally different role. And, um, you know, I, I, I am definitely still in, in, in my evolution period to becoming that, that ideal CEO. 
Um, but I think the first the first thing that was very valuable for me was to actually seek out someone who had done something like this before and uh, and gather their advice or bring them on as an Good advisor, because I think their insights will really expedite the way you function. And, uh, you know, even with advice, it's not necessary that their advice will cover all aspects of the errors that could c- potentially happen. And truth be told, I think some errors should happen because they will just that experience will be etched in your head Interesting. and that itself will become a part of you that will just make you stronger for the next time it happens. And I think the one thing that I usually do personally is when, when something wrong was happened or, or had happened, or let's say I was, uh, I, I, I did not perform the best way in certain categories. I usually go with it when it's happened but then uh, a few days after, I would really just replay that scenario and see, okay, how would I have done it differently? Or go to those advisors and say, this is what happened. This is what I did. Um, how would you have done it differently? Nice. Right? Get their perspective on it and then see how you would change accordingly. Hmm. Um, and try to see if, if there were elements of it that you did poorly. Okay, this is what I should try next time and then see what the result is. Yeah. And what you realize is maybe that doesn't work for your flow as well. But now you have narrowed down the way that works for you while still retaining uh, the performance that you want. Uh, right. I think it's it's to some extent you're you're expediting your journey for the trial and error. But then there will still be the element of trial and error. It sounds very data driven and it sounds very optimized for time to success <laughs> is what I, is what I would say. Um, and I would expect nothing less. Uh, Sam, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me. Hey everyone. Thanks for listening and making it all the way to the end of this episode. Remember to subscribe, rate us and leave a review. And you can head to the description of this episode to follow me on all of my social media. So you don't miss out on any of the latest health tech content.